Hi, my name is Sorel. And I'm Yasmin, and this is the Soz Not Soz Pod. We're two unapologetic sisters dismantling mental health stigma, one conversation at a time. <laughs> Hi, Yazzie. Hello. I love that little finesse. Little well, I'm, finesse. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put my, uh, have you heard of the sultry podcast voice? Um, have you listened to Case File? <laughs> no, I actually haven't. But I, like, I've heard, I think I've listened to one, one thing, and yeah, she is very, very sultry. So I'm, oh, I'm no, like, I'm, no, no, it's a guy. Oh, is it a guy? Oh, maybe and it's a different one that I've like, to. Yeah, he doesn't have this active, like, sultry voice, but he's just got, like, that thick <laughs> wog boy voice. <laughs> it's just very deep. <laughs> so, to me, I'm just like, oh, yeah, get it, anonymous host, because no one knows who he is. <laughs> so. Alrighty. So, mm. today is part one in recognising your toxicity. So part one today is kind of my topic that I research and today we're going to discuss um, sort of recognizing your toxicity towards yourself and yeah. how you treat your <laughs> self. <laughs> I'm so sorry, this is a really inopportune time to laugh. Okay, so I have distracted Soraya because I'm right next to a window and I just turned to look outside and there's a little rabbit and it's just bouncing around the backyard and I've obviously reacted in a way that's where I was like what the fuck is wrong with you it looked to okay, be fair so, I did I did this to you last week when I was doing my interpretive dance yes, uh, yes. I think so I was like why do you look so excited to be doing this like what the, no there is a rabbit look it's just poking its little head out and it's just having a look around uh, hopefully Lena doesn't find it don't, don't start. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that getting, yes, sorry. getting, getting back to it. Yes. We're, we're, then, we're back, back into the thing. <sighs> yes. All right. So um, when we're talking about recognizing toxicity towards yourself, we're going to be discussing um, self-deprecating behavior, self-sabotaging and ignoring self-care. Correct. Mm. Uh, so first off we're going to start off with um self-deprecating behavior so um some people oh god fuck ah (laughs) are you lost in your own notes oh i should have fucking retyped these honestly like my writing is so fucking messy it's okay uh, okay, so some people use it as a form of uh, humour to take the power away from people to make those comments um, by pointing out their own shortcomings. So, like, for example... Oh, yeah. So, for example, if someone who's overweight, um, before mm. anyone could, like, make, you know, sort of... Uh, or, like, attack them for their weight, they could be like, I'm a fat bitch, you know? And, like, yeah. fat with a PH, like, make it sort yeah. of humorous that way. Um but it can turn toxic when the self-deprecation goes too far and it turns into mm-hmm. self-loathing. And yeah. this is mainly displayed in people who suffer from low self-esteem. Um, and you'll find it people with mental health issues such as body dysmorphia, depression, and borderline personality disorder tend to self-deprecate quite a lot. And the whole point of, you know, the reason how you're being toxic towards yourself is that you're limiting mm-hmm. your own personal growth. And one way you can do that is by using negative language 
towards yourself or really really going in on your what you see as your shortcomings and making them worse and making them you feel like uh you're worthless pretty pretty much have you ever experienced that I mean, yeah, like my thing with self-deprecating behavior is like I always used to make fun of myself for like, I'd be like, I'm chubby, that's okay. Or I'd be like walking through somewhere, but like, oh my God, my fat ass can get through that door. Like I say, I always used to say to people, it's like, I make fun of myself before anyone else can. Mm. And in a way, like certain times, I've never seen anything wrong with it because I'm just like, I like to laugh at myself. Like I find space to laugh at myself about certain things. But in the past, I have noticed that like I would take it too far and I would actually just use it as a defense mechanism because if I make fun of myself for that thing, then it's like, well, I got in there first, right? But in reality, what it did was either really freak people out or it gave an invitation to those people to then make fun of those things as well about me, Mm. you know? So like I notice in some ways I'm around certain people, like I'll make jokes, like self-deprecating jokes, like Mm. little ones. But you know, when I was at my absolute worst mental health wise, they did go a bit far and not only did people grow concerned for me, but it also invited the wrong type of people to make those jokes because they thought I was okay with it. No, they were reality. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. treat yourself how you would like to be treated. Treat others how you would like to be treated. And others are going to treat you the way you treat yourself, right? So if you're making jokes about yourself that hurt you because you want to be in control of the hurt towards you, you know, some people would be like, oh, well, if that's how she talks about herself, then clearly that's a joke to her. So I can joke about it too. That's how we'll get along when in reality it actually just hurts and I'm not in control of that hurt anymore once it's reflected back at me. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you feel like that, like your self-deprecating behavior is linked to any previous trauma that you've experienced or, um, yeah. 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 Particularly in terms of like my weight. Mm -hmm. Cause when I was in an abusive relationship, my abuser put me on a meal plan Mm. that practically starved me um, because, you know, I was full-time work, full-time uni. I'd moved out of home. So I had very little money and I put on a little bit of weight Mm. and that wasn't okay for him. And I had noticed it as well. And I had mentioned it, be like, I've put on weight. Like I've got no money because I'm too busy paying your rent. So yeah, I definitely feel as though the self-deprecating jokes about my weight have been, I guess in a way to invoke confidence in myself and my body Mm. in like the worst way. (laughs) But but at the same time too, that can kind of be harmful because that can turn toxic so, so quickly because there's, there's a difference between going like, "Mm, I'm a little cute little chub chub, like, you know, (laughs) using like that that sort of self-deprecating is still kind of kind of got like a little sort of positive spin to it as you know I sometimes say that to myself like I'm a cute little chub chub you know but (laughs) I'm a cute little marshmallow to like make myself comfortable in my body and that does help when it starts becoming negative it's like when you mentioned before about you know I can barely fit through that door my ass can't fit that that's when it starts becoming a bit more a bit more negative 
yeah and less humorous like a self-attack as opposed to a yeah. joke because like you know with my own personal self-deprecation um mm. because my belief one of my uh deep set beliefs that i've had for probably the last 20 years is that i'm not good enough yeah and that everything bad that happens to me is my own fault because I'm stupid and I'm not pretty enough. And that my role in life is to be a cautionary tale for others. Yeah. So um, that, so when like, so I use like, I talk to myself in a really, really bad way. So if anything happens i'm just like oh my god you're such a fucking idiot but you shouldn't be surprised yeah. about that because like that's when the self-deprecating like and my self-deprecation is like really bad it's like yeah. i i might not vocalize it to others but yeah. i say it towards myself internally yeah. yeah and that is stemmed from my trauma because you know even though i wholeheartedly do not believe in victim blaming like if you are assaulted that is the assaulter's fault not whoever was assaulted um but I have that underlying like blaming of myself of getting myself into that situation where I was assaulted so then yeah and, and and that was mainly because of how I was treated by people who were meant to take care of the situation with my trauma you know, my teachers and all that sort of stuff, like, and, you know, I was almost made out to be the bad one in the situation because I told, or I made the school look bad. Um, And even like among my friends was just like, oh my God, I can't believe you told, like, told the teachers that they did, did this, like, you should just kept it to to yourself. Um, So then that sort of has always played in my mind. It's like, okay, there's something inherently wrong with me and I'm to blame. So whenever I do self-deprecating behavior, it's just, I'm, I'm reaffirming Mm -hmm. that idea about myself. Yeah. Um, And I think it's also as well, like whenever anything good happens to me, so say for example, I, I post, I post like a picture on Instagram of my artworks. Yeah. Imposter syndrome starts setting in. And I actively look for negative comments Mm -hmm. about my work and focus on them because Mm -hmm. I am trying to validate those feelings about myself, which is also self-deprecating too. Yeah. Um, Just to clarify as well, for those who have not listened to our first episode where Soraya discussed her, um, the traumatic event that led to this behavior um please have a little bit of a squeeze at the first episode um but also imposter syndrome just to really quickly cover it Mm -hmm. um is basically where you feel like your uh experiences aren't valid so essentially we'll do a proper episode about it because i don't want to get super into it Mm. but basically imposter syndrome is basically who do you think you are but you're saying that to yourself yeah it's like any yeah. any little win that you have, you're yeah. like, oh my god, like I don't deserve this win. 
It's like, yes, yeah. yes, you, yes, you do. You do. You deserve yeah. your win. Um, yeah. But it's also like when you ask for what you do deserve. Yeah. And then your imposter syndrome sits in like, who do you think you are asking for things like you deserve mm-hmm. them? Yeah. 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 And, which is something that I constantly struggle with. And I think that's the reason why I use self-deprecating behavior because it's just kind of like, I'm trying to, I, I have gotten over the last couple of years better with it because I pick yeah. up on it. But when I'm in yeah. a really bad way or very anxious, I do see it coming sort of creeping back. And it's literally because, mm-hmm. you know, I do suffer with low self-esteem issues. And I think that's yeah. what a lot of people who use self-deprecating language in Mm. a toxic way it's the same with them as well like they hyper focus so much yeah on like and 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 the thing is they think is is that they focus on the littlest thing but they'll make it they'll amplify it or magnify it so then it's so much worse than what it is it's like you know i have like you know i have a pimple on my face and then they'll go, my skin, then it'll turn into my skin's so fucking disgusting. I'm such yeah. a disgusting piece of shit because my skin is so disgusting. Like that's, yeah, that's when it starts becoming really bad and toxic self-deprecating. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of self-deprecating behavior, self-deprecating language, um, you know, would you say that it, it includes more than just like self-deprecating jokes? Is it also just turning yourself putting yourself down well the, the thing is it's like self-deprecating is kind of laid yeah so you know you've got like your comedians who are self-deprecating because it's like they use it in a humorous way and it's help it helps them sort of like uh deal with their own personal issues and then there's another yeah, form mm. and then there's <laughs> the next level up of self-deprecating behavior where it's you're mm. actually properly putting yourself down and this, wow. this sort of behavior might not be as vocal as that first layer because, yeah. one, people feel really uncomfortable when they yeah. hear that. Yeah. And also, it's kind of like, for me, it's like a shame, like a shame yeah. to repeat that out. And, like, the only person that's ever he- heard me hear this stuff is yeah. Julian. And that's when I'm going through a fucking meltdown and I have completely sort of left my body <laughs> yeah, and, and kind of just lost complete control and just start saying these things out loud and not realizing I'm saying them yeah. out loud. I mean, like, I've, I've heard you beforehand. I mean, mm. we haven't lived together for a while. Like you've been living with your partner, Julian, for what, yeah. like five years, six years now? Longer than that. Things like nearly eight years. On and off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's been a while since we have lived together. It's been probably four or five, five years, five years. Oh my God. No, Soraya. It's literally only been three years since we lived together. Oh God. It seems so much longer than that. (laughs) Time flies when you're having fun, Soraya. And I have fun not living with you. (laughs) (laughs) Lamesies. (laughs) But, um, oh shit. I forgot what I was going to say. No, I... I remember when you used to have like those sort of meltdowns Mm. and because I was highly um, emotionally immature, I actually just didn't know how to handle it. Oh, but Um, but no one did because even mum and dad couldn't either. Like I remember like dad almost like breaking down crying because I would be going in full fucking meltdown mode. Yeah, because you're their child. They Mm. don't want to hear these things from you because they don't understand. They don't, they don't comprehend Mm. 
how you could not love yourself because you are the center of their entire universe. Yeah. Makes sense, right? Yeah. So my question to you is, I mean, when you're in your worst, like because you've experienced such self-deprecating behavior, you know what it feels like to Mm. be that way. How do you believe we should confront it within ourselves? And how do you think like an audience member should, um, as in, you know, an audience member to your own self-deprecating behavior, Mm. what do you think is the best way that they could, you know, confront that, stop that, you know, support you? So, so, uh, like, so are you talking about, you know, uh, outside person or like the, in, the actual person themselves doing the self-deprecating behavior? Both. Is okay. that a long question? <laughs> no, not really. Um, cause I did like notice with the questionnaire that you put that majority of the people in the comp, like majority of people did vote that they use self-deprecating language towards behavior. themselves. Yeah. Personally, uh, one thing that's helped me sort of combat it and confront it is journaling and seeing a psychologist. I know someone else said that too, that they see a psychologist and they do CBT. Don't know what the C stands for. I can never remember, but it's behavior therapy pretty much. And it's pretty much changing your, your perceptions, um, and picking out like what your schemas are, which pretty much means that you're trying to, for me, it's, uh, my schema is is that I'm not good enough and failure that I'm a failure. So I take any situation, for example, I don't know. Uh, Okay. I, I don't know. I broke something and my, and you know, breaking's like, okay, you just pick it up. It's broken, whatever, just get a new one or whatever. As my schema would be like emphasizing it going, Oh my God, I can't believe you do that. You are such a failure. Mm. Like, of course this was going to break on you. Like you, it makes your thinking worse. Um, and the way that journaling helps as well as seeing a psychologist is that, um, is writing down, you know, sort of, what are the things that you say to yourself? Um, and why do you think those things? What yeah, has okay. been the things that have made you think those things? Yeah, so okay. for me, it's like, okay, I think those things because I have always blamed myself for mm-hmm. what happened to me. Everything that has happened yeah. in my life, I've blamed myself, even though a lot of the times it's, outside forces that have controlled that that have affected that situation and then it's kind of like changing your thinking of like no it wasn't me who caused someone to assault me it was the person and how and me being blamed for it or being vilified Mm -hmm. for it is not my fault there's nothing wrong with me yeah it's because those people wanted to save their asses because they didn't want mum probably to sue the school yeah so it's easier to put it on the child that's making the accusation which you see with assault victims all the goddamn time yeah um yeah even bullying like school mm, school yard bullying even that too and i've also 
notice one like I used to do this at the start I don't really do it anymore because a lot of the time when I'm journaling I'm focusing on like goal setting and all that sort of stuff and just sort of discussing my goals but at the start it was just like you know one way even if you don't want to write like a massive journal entry Mm -hmm. write one thing that you like about yourself absolutely I agree right one thing that you like about yourself and Mm -hmm. do it in the morning because that's Mm -hmm. a good way to sort of start off your day um and also which kind of fights against the imposter syndrome is to celebrate your wins. Yeah. No matter how small they are, celebrate your wins. Um, Uh And I, you know, obviously I'm not professional, but those are some of the ways that have helped me stop self-deprecating behavior. Yeah. Um, As for other people. Yeah. I, it's hard. Like an I, 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 <laughs> I, I, it's hard for me to say how to, for other people to how. So yeah. one example, I have had someone say to me recently, pretty much mm. implying that they see themselves as a doormat. Um, and he, and they did it in a joking manner. And I just pretty much turned around and said, if this is what you think of yourself, even in a joking manner, then there's something that mm. we need to work on. That's good. That's really good. Because there's, you know, I think like calling calling someone out on their self-deprecating behavior, but in a way that has empathy, I think is probably a, I don't know, can be a good way to sort Mm -hmm. of help someone see that they shouldn't be saying those things about themselves. And I think also it also shows them that you're someone that they can, um, you know, talk to if they mm. need support or if they just need to get the ball rolling. Um, I totally agree with everything you've said. Um, myself, personally, when I've been super, super low, mm. uh, one of the things that I have done in the past is to write a list of things that um, I think of myself and they'll always be, like, you know, in that time frame, in that frame of mind, it'll all be self-deprecating, right? So just statements about myself mm-hmm. and then... I'll leave, come back to it in about 25 minutes and look at those sentences and think, okay, what is the actual meaning behind this? So say, for example, um, like we were talking about dropping the plate. Yeah. You know, one of the sentences could have been, I dropped the plate because I'm a fucking idiot. I'm so clumsy and I hate myself, right? Mm. Come back to it 25 minutes later being like, I dropped the plate because I'm human and it's a plate. It's not the and end I of the cleaned world. It up. <laughs> yeah. And I cleaned it up and no one got hurt. Mm. Right. And one of those things for me personally is, um, has really helped me. And that's been an absolute learned um, behavior or learned response because now when I see that sort of behavior in others, particularly um, someone in our family a few months ago baked a cake and took it out of the baking tin before the cake had cooled down. Now they wanted to take a photo of this cake, right? It wasn't me. I know I'm the food blogger, but it wasn't me, right? Mm. And when they took the cake out of the the, the tin, it fell apart and they had a full meltdown. Like, I was going to take a photo, look at this, now I can't do it. And I just turned to them and I grabbed them and I gave them a hug and I was like, okay, are you going to be thinking of this cake in a year? And the answer was no. And I was like, okay, well, let's look at it. 
and let's see what we can do with it now. And what we did was we cut the cake at where it broke in half, took a photo of that, and we were like, we'll do a cross-section photo. Mm-hmm. So I think for myself, uh, knowing what it's like to think so badly about myself and doing the work to fix that behaviour within myself has allowed me to also help others when I see it in a really compassionate way as opposed mm. to turning to them and being like, oh, whatever, dude, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> or deal with it yourself kind of vibe. Like, I don't have patience, just deal with it yourself. Yeah, and, and that sort of response is not helpful. Yeah, and I, no, and I think, I think like, the thing that I always want to push with, like, dealing with people with mental illness is just, like, just um, just treat them with empathy. Like it's not just, and compassion, like it's not, you know, talking from a a personal standpoint, it's, it's fucking hard. Yes. There are things that I have been super privileged with and stuff like that, but there's other stuff that I've been through that I never deserved to have happened to me and no point of privilege is going to change, change that. So yeah. And, and, and the thing that like gets me too is when people turn around and go, so say, for example, you go, oh, God, I'm such a fat bitch. And then someone turns around and goes, well, you could do this. Like you could like stop doing this. Ask. Yeah. It's like, I didn't fucking ask you. <laughs> like, you know. It's like, yeah. yeah, I made a self-deprecating comment. Like I get, I probably shouldn't have, but um, my my making this comment, my making this statement to you is not asking you to fix my problem. I think that's in particular in terms of, you know, people encountering people who haven't suffered from mental health, when Mm -hmm. they encounter people who do suffer from mental health that do um, present self-deprecating language and behavior. I feel like those people, it's their immediate response to try and fix the problem and Mm -hmm. give unsolicited advice. It's like, no, I understand like, look, I was probably a bit strong. I call myself a fat bitch. I don't deserve to t- call myself that. Mm. You reacting to me by saying this is what I need to do to not be that means that not only do you not have the emotional depth to understand what I'm actually going through, but also to understand that I don't need an action response. I need a compassionate yeah. response. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's uh, self-deprecating behavior and how to deal with it. So uh, like next, it. Mm, uh, so next up of recognizing toxicity towards yourself um, is self-sabotage. Yeah, uh, talk, talk to me about it. Yeah, so um, self-sabotage is when you actively prevent yourself from, from reaching your goals. This mm. also lowers your self-esteem further because it puts you in this negative cycle where you're just kind of like, I don't deserve, and it all comes to self-worth. So it's yeah. like you already believe I don't deserve this. So then you self-sabotage, which makes your self-esteem mm. worse. And then it's this constant, mm. really, uh, no, no, a freaking cycle of yeah. bullshit pretty much. Um, yeah. Have you ever done any form of sort of self-sabotage before? Not that I'm aware of. Mm. I mean, I have, you know what, I have, like, in terms of uh, previous relationships, um, the relationship I had after my abusive one, I remember turning to my partner at the time at multiple occasions. We would have, like, a really nice day, and at the end of it, I would just end up crying, and he'd be like, what's wrong? And I'd be like, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And then we'd get into an argument because he'd be like, I don't understand why 
you're looking for reasons why. And then I, because I was really bad at communicating my feelings or not even really bad. I just didn't feel like I was allowed to communicate my feelings Mm. and I didn't feel like anyone would understand. So because I would close myself off or because I would, you know, look for other reasons to explain my behavior, I guess that was a way of like self sabotaging because Mm. I didn't fully allow myself to, you know, trust and open up and trust the process. Yeah. 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 It's like you, you, you self-sabotage like your growth emotionally with someone by cutting yourself off. Yeah. Also, like I jumped into that relationship basically straight after my abusive relationship. Yeah. Which doesn't. Literally straight after. So that yeah. within doesn't itself help. is a self-sabotaging action. Mm. Yeah. Um, see. How about you? For me, because like I said before, you know, my whole, my self-esteem and my belief is, you know, me not deserving, deserving things in life or good things to happen to me. My biggest thing of self-sabotaging, and I know people are like, oh, I do that too. No, I take it to the nth degree and that's procrastination. I procrastinate like no one fucking else. And I do it because it's not because I don't want to do it. It's because I, I, I purposefully leave myself to the last, last minute to be like, well, I don't have time to do it anyway. So it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and, okay. you know, and in the end, like it doesn't fucking matter. Cause I was going to fail the thing anyway. Um, right. Or like, I don't deserve this to happen to me. Cause like when I used to be at uni, I used to leave everything to the last minute because I knew I wouldn't have enough time to complete the task. Yeah. And that was because my self-deprecating belief that uh, good things shouldn't happen for me. Um, that's why I used to self-sabotage. And, yeah. you know, yeah. other forms of self-sabotage can be substance abuse. Yeah. Um, you know, you hear those stories of like, say, for example, parents who have suffered from uh, substance abuse finally get clean, are able mm. to get their kids back. But because they are so scared of like, they feel so guilty of probably what they've already put their kid through. That they can't then they fully commit. It's not only that they purposefully take drugs again in order to fail the next drug test. So then they still can't get their kids back. Oh. Yeah, I've heard I like stories. Was a thing that happened. Yeah, I've heard like from people who I know who like work in sort of those fields that that has ha- has happened. Um, Almost like they don't feel like they deserve to have their kids back because of what's happened in the past. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, that's really um, interesting. But it's even like, say, for example, like, say your goal is like losing weight, and because mm. you have such little self esteem, you end up binging on junk food you know because like to self-sabotage yourself um so there's like hang on so what do what how does that work what what do you mean like you okay so if you're losing weight you know like binging on junk food is not going to help you lose weight so do you mean like when you're sitting eating junk food and you're thinking, I wanted to lose weight, but it's no point because why would I bother kind of vibe? 
Is that what you mean? It's more like, for example, I want to lose weight because I finally want to get healthy because I've been overweight for such a long time. Um, and I just, I, like, I don't, I want to be healthier. I want to do this. But then mm. you're just, it's like, you know, the fear of, one, the fear of change. And two, you're just kind of like, well, what happens if I can't lose the weight? Like, what happens if I'm not, like, what happens if I'm not capable of losing oh, the weight? Like, maybe this is just what I am. So then they binge on junk food. Right, gotcha. Um, also, can I just say really, really quickly, mm. um, I just want to make it clear to all our audiences, um, to our, all our people, that um, weight is a social construct. Numbers on yes. the screen do not mm-hmm. make you worth. They do yeah. not put down your value. Yeah. Just saying. This is just an example. Yeah. And 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 yeah. it is a for, it's weaponizing food. That's like the biggest yeah. issue is using food to like not seeing food as what it is, which is fuel. Mm. Yeah. It's seeing food as a way to like hurt yourself. So that's yeah. that's where that. the, yeah. that's where the self-sabotaging comes in is because like you know yes. if you eat a shit ton of this food, it's gonna probably set you you back. Yeah. But you do On your goal. Be- yeah, but but you do it because you want to like almost like hurt yourself because even like self harm is a form like you of... don't yeah like you don't deserve the outcome yeah. basically yeah, yeah. okay okay I uh, get and the reasons why people self sabotage is like mm. number one is lack of self worth yeah okay so that people have so low self esteem of themselves that they believe that they don't deserve good things or to achieve their their goals um another one which probably seems a bit weird is that they fear success yes i've seen that in a lot of people yeah Mm -hmm. they fear success so they self-sabotage and this can be from like a numerous amount of things so say for example career wise you self-sabotage you self-sabotage your career by either Mm. not applying for the job that you really want yeah or purposely coming in late because mm. you're worried if you do get that promotion, you're going to have less yeah. time for your family or you're going to have less time for these things or, yeah. you know, you will actually start being scrutinised more because which yeah. is another thing why people fear success is because they fear to be seen. So yeah, they absolutely. So they self-sabotage themselves into, mm. you know, yeah. into like not succeeding. Um yeah. Another reason is, is that people don't want to take accountability for themselves. Like so, their actions or their behavior? Yeah. So like, but not taking accountability for their failures. Right. Okay. Yep. Because then they blame it on something else. So for example, by believing you will fail no matter what. So mm. you displace your responsibility of achieving your goals because it doesn't matter because it wasn't going to happen anyway. So you purposely sabotage because you can be like, well, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Like for example, the career thing. Well, I didn't apply for it, but it wouldn't have mattered anyway because I probably wouldn't have gotten it. Yeah, gotcha. Which I've heard people say before where they're just like, no, I just didn't bother because, and I've done it before too in some things. Like, what's the point? Like, I'm not going to get the job anyway, but that's the job that I... I want, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've um, I've definitely seen that. Oh, sorry. Um, Oh, no, no, Kiko. I've definitely seen that a lot in terms of people with career. Like, 
Mm. myself personally I've always been the type of person to be like okay well if I don't know what the outcome is I'm not going to find out by not doing it right yeah but recently I um was talking to a friend and he was talking about how he wanted to start a business and how his business partner was just sort of not giving him straight answers Mm. and we talked about the fact that the business partner even though they hated the job that they were in that was something that they were used to. That was something that was comfortable. That was something they could rely on, even though they could only rely on it being shit. Mm. And so for them, it was the fear of the unknown. And that yeah. fear of the unknown was what was stopping them from doing something to make them successful. It's kind of like the whole thing, you know, it's better the devil, you know? Yeah. Yes. That yes, whole exactly. mentality, you know? Yeah. Um, Would you say that's the mentality behind self-sabotaging? Better the well, devil, you know? this is a perfect setup for the next point is control of the situation. Right. Okay. So especially someone who, for example, something has happened to them trauma wise that they've had no control of the situation. So they've grown up being like say OCD or like control, very, very controlling. So one way you can self-sabotage the reason why you self-sabotage is to keep control of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like you can't. Controlling your own failure. Yeah. So back again. You know you're going to fail, but you can mm, blame yourself. So like back to the career thing is like, you can't, you can't deny me or you can't turn me down for this job because I've taken that power out of your hands by not applying for that job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's another reason too. Um, and another one as well, which kind of probably is, you know, we talked about before about fearing success is fearing failure, right? That we work so hard on that job application Mm. that we're going to work so hard on that job application and still fail, still not get that job. So then people don't apply for it because then they can't, you know? Yeah. That, 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 it's the control thing. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I understand that. Yeah. So one way that, you know, that we can sort of um, overcome this is becoming aware of those things as well. Like the self-deprecating thing, like journaling really mm-hmm. helps in seeing a therapist. Um, mm-hmm. You know, first, like, list of, like, what are your goals? You know, yeah. what do you actually, like, what is your ideal life yeah what do you see as success and don't look at fucking joe blow and what he has done what is personally going to make you happy because i think the problem is as well is that people try to emulate what other people are doing and say for example if that's the course that you want to go then yeah try and work towards that person's goals but your idea of success is different some of people's idea of success is not making a heap of money like yeah Personally, mine is I want to be able to make a career out of doing the thing that I love and just be able to like pay my fucking bills with that. Like, (laughs) no, I don't, I don't have to be rich or wealthy. You know, I just want to be able to have, make a living off that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think another reason, like another way to sort of do that in terms of journaling is to set yourself realistic expectations. Like in the past, when I've had a goal, I've set myself really unrealistic expectations. And when I don't meet them, I freak out and I'm just like, well, I might as well stop. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? Because of course I'm not going to learn how to play the freaking guitar in a month. I'm not. I am not going to mm. turn into Jenny Hendrix in a month. Yeah. Do you know? Like setting yourself realistic stepping goals. Like, you know, today I'll read an article about someone else's course of action and tomorrow I'll try this activity or mm. next week even. Like that's a self-sabotaging thing to do as well. Setting yourself unrealistic expectations because you almost just setting yourself up for failure. Well, it's, it's not, it's not only that it's um, you, you're allowed to have your big goals, Yeah. but you know, it's just like, okay, so what can I, what are the goals between that big goal that are the stepping yeah. stones in order to get that? And those yeah. stepping stones are still pretty large goals because I think as human beings, like for example, I'm the type of person that always wants to keep evolving and keep changing and keep working towards things. I could not think of like, this is my final goal and that is it. Yeah. You know? Um, But yeah. So like, you know, talking about your goals and stuff and then kind of go, what am I actively and passively doing to prevent myself from fulfilling those goals? Yeah. That makes sense to me. You know, so for example, like with the guitar thing, like mm. not picking up the guitar, that's one way I'm actively not, not yeah. six, like not trying to learn it. Um, yeah. And the next thing on top of that, which starts getting deeper and can be quite confronting is mm. what events or things that have happened to you that make you believe that you don't deserve to succeed. Yeah. Okay. That's like really confronting your trauma head on. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And that um, takes a lot of energy and effort and bravery, I think. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, it takes a lot of courage, but once you pinpoint those things and confront mm. them, then you can start working towards changing those things. Yeah. Or changing those, those things, behaviors. behaviors about yourself. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, for me, the best way to do that is to seek professional help. Yeah, that makes sense. Because a therapist, like I am a big advocate for psychologists and, mm-hmm. you know, there'll be people out there going, well, I went to one and they were shit. You have to shop around. Yeah, literally. Yeah. You have psychologists to shop around. people too. Yeah. Um, and if you know, you if you know that you don't get along with every single person on the planet, then you have to also know that as a psychologist, as a person, what they've learned, um, they're probably not going to suit your needs. You just need to look around until you find the right person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like try and stop self-sabotaging behavior or things yeah. that will make you self-sabotage. So like mm-hmm. for me, one way to stop myself from self-sabotaging is browsing social media Okay. Um, recently I've unfollowed a bunch of people on social media whose like art styles are similar to mine or who I inspired to be not because like, I don't like their work and they don't inspire me, but it's because I kept going, I can never get to that. So then what's a, what's a point of working towards that or working towards a goal when I'll never get to that point. So now I just follow like friends and people who inspire me. Um, or like, uh, like ones that have like, um, different art styles, not like different art styles, but it's also, um, referencing. So like reference sort of things and obviously fun, funny shit, you know? (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, so doing stuff like that. And, you know, like one way that I've always procrastinated is like watching a bunch of TV or watching yeah. a bunch of YouTube. And now I've set yeah. myself a rule. I can only do those things if I'm working towards something else. If I'm working on my art, that's the yeah. only time I can watch those things. Like a, like a, um, what's called lost task. Yeah. And obviously yeah, okay. there'll be times where I don't do that because I'm watching something for the first time. But a lot of the time I do be like, I rewatch TV shows all the time. Yeah. So instead of just stopping binge watching TV, you've yeah. added a productivity towards it. So it's like, yeah. okay, I can't, I don't really know how to stop this behavior cold turkey, but mm. I know how to change it so that it works for me. Yeah. And since I started Which doing I think that, is important. yeah. And mm. since I started doing that, I've been watching less and less stuff. Yeah. And being, being turned on more to music and podcast instead, because I still need to have that sensory thing in the background of constantly having to listen to something while I'm working. So it's not just yeah. dead quiet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't barely, like I barely watch it. So now I'm become more productive and more working towards my goals and less procrastination through watching, binge watching TV. Absolutely. Um, and other ways to stop self-sabotaging is to stop complaining about your situation because yeah. there's another way you can self-sabotage is just constantly complaining like for example the your career i hate my job i hate this i hate that um you know i want this job and then and also making excuses so for example like oh why don't you apply for this job oh no because i wouldn't be able to get it for x y and z yeah or it's not really for me actually blah 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 yeah. um breaking like we said before breaking down your goals into bite-sized pieces that are achievable yeah um and even just like working 10 minutes towards your goal is still a start start with five minutes start with 10 minutes doesn't really matter one minute is better than no minutes exactly and that you will build up from there you'll it's it's the action of doing that will help you stop stop that yeah. sort of self-sabotaging stuff and working towards your goals and yeah. as per usual, and I've mentioned it so many times and in this podcast already, journal, journal, <laughs> journal, journal, journal. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I don't like journaling. I That's just don't. Fair enough. What I'll do instead to people who think of the idea of journaling as like I do, just like I, not ideal. Mm. What I do sometimes is like I'll pull out my phone and I'll just write a slab of how I'm feeling I know that's still technically journaling, but, you know, just write out how I'm feeling in a little notepad and then I'll just forget about it. Yeah. It's like venting to no yeah, one. Yeah, just, you know, burn it if you want to. I mean, I'm not going to burn my phone. I was thinking of like an actual notepad. Oh. <laughs> seems, seems a bit excessive. Um, you know what? Fuck it. Burn your phone. <laughs> no, shit's expensive. And I am poor. <laughs> yeah. And so the last topic that we're going to talk about recognizing text, uh, toxicity within yourself is yeah. ignoring self-care. Oh, okay. Yes, I am all about self-care. Please tell me how you could ignore self-care. Well, ignoring self-care is almost a form of self-harm. Right. And it's when you're actively neglecting taking care of yourself, which can lead to long-term complications, both health, like physical health mm -hmm. and mental health wise. Okay. So what things would you be neglecting in terms uh, of self-care? So abusing your body, such as uh, 
excessively eating junk, junk food or weaponizing junk food, uh, weaponizing food um, yeah. and using it in an unhealthy sort of thing. Cause you know, like we'd love to eat junk food every day, but if you did that, you'd probably fucking kill yourself. Cause would, would you also see it in like an opposite way as well, as opposed to like just focusing on food that's unhealthy for you, mm. um, weaponizing healthy food to be unhealthy. Like say for example, um, excessively eating celery throughout the day as your only source of food because so when I'm talking about weaponizing food yeah it's using it using food as a way to mm. make yourself feel shit because okay. you know right. you know and using it as a way to make yourself guilty and enforcing right. these ideas that you are worthless or stuff like that so when I'm talking, okay. so instead of looking at food as um, looking at food as just feel, it's like this is what yeah. helps move my body. Yeah. And you know, junk food, like it's not going to really help me move my body. Like it's going to make me sluggish. So like mm -hmm. it's good to have it. If I have it, whatever. I felt like it doesn't matter. Like that's the non-weaponizing of food as opposed to weaponizing food, like I feel like fucking shit. So I'm going to eat this thing and now I feel more like shit, but you know what, whatever, because you know, it was junk and you know, I'm a piece of shit. So therefore I'm going to eat junk. That's gotcha. what I mean by weaponizing food. Best okay. person to listen to is Jamila Jamil and yeah, her podcast. Okay. She talks about weaponizing food and does a way better explanation of what I do. Um, <laughs> another thing as well is ignoring your mental health issues. Mm -hmm. so actively yeah. just ignoring like your depression and all that sort of stuff like doing things like you know not seeking help or not uh doing things that or like keeping yourself in negative situations so say for example your um work is the basis of your um your depression poor mental health yeah staying in that job no matter yeah. what yeah um lack of hygiene as well okay yeah. it's another way of ignoring self-care because you know if you take if you don't take care of your hygiene for long periods of time you can actually get really really sick yeah um that's in terms of like people not having the energy to like get up wash their hair shower things like yeah. that right yeah. yeah yeah okay um ignoring symptoms of illness such as aches and pains and abnormal bodily functions to where I'm the point to your mother. <laughs> I'm dying. I've got the flu. I'm fine. <laughs> um, and also constantly putting others needs first before your own, even yeah. though you don't have the energy or the capacity to take care of them. So you sacrifice your own self care and well being to help them out. Yes. Big yes. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So what wow. do you think about all that, Dazzy? Have you done any of those things? Um, I mean, I definitely used to have what I used to call the Mother Teresa complex mm. where I, look, I personally, because of things that I've been through, I always felt like I wasn't deserving to be taken care of. Not that I really have ever needed taken care of. I'm quite independent. Um, but I would, I've been in the past the type of person who would put everything about myself aside mm. to help other people. 
Um, what I know now is, you know, you can't, you know, fill other people's cups from an empty jug, right? Yep. Um, and, you know, you should be your own first priority, but I made myself the last priority a lot of the time. So, mm. yeah, that was super trash behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for me, it's mainly like the ignoring of mental health issues. Um, yeah. And also abusing my body as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I have a bad case of, you know, constantly picking my skin that's like a really bad habit but it's like I but to me it's when I'm anxious and I need to like hurt myself like you know it's like almost self-harming in a way um but it's even food too like for example I always say KFC is my three-finger scotch like if I'm having a super (laughs) fucking bad day I go to KFC and I know it's gonna make me feel shitter afterwards right yes okay yeah yeah um, and you know, so, yeah. No, sorry, go on. Oh, and I'm just like touching upon like why we do it. And like, uh, you know, you said, you know, you not thinking that you deserve to be taking care of yourself. Like that's a reason why people ignore their self care is because they don't think, think that they deserve it. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Um, yeah. And probably another thing that you probably you, would affect you too is that you think you're being selfish and fear other people will see you in that way um yes yeah and but the problem with that and Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've experienced it Mm -hmm. is that that belief can make the wrong people take advantage of you yeah duh yes absolutely (laughs) like are you for have you just walked into my brain into my memory my memory bank yes so many people would make me feel like trash and they would take advantage, like friendships, romantic relationships, take advantage of the good things that I gave them. And when I asked for basic decency in response, it was like, who do you think you are? Like, just because you pay my rent and my bills doesn't mean I have to compliment you. Mm. (laughs) Doesn't mean I have to pay you back. Like shit like that. Yes, absolutely. Mm. And um, another thing as well is that, sometimes people don't want to take accountability because they expect other people to take care of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like dating someone to be your therapist. Yeah, pretty much like, you know, you're, you're my be all and end all. You're the one that's going to fix me pretty much. Like, oh, no, you can. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like in romantic relationships, like you see mm-hmm. it romanticized on TV on, and movies a lot, but let's say. Like, no bueno. <laughs> no bueno. No bueno. Like shit where like, you complete me. I'm lost without you. I die without you. Um, unhealthy, unhealthy. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I am not your entire happiness. I am not your entire world. You build your own world. I'm just part of it. Yeah. I'm not your band aid fix to make your life good. Exactly. Yeah. And I think and- that also sort of ties in like with what you were saying in terms of like neglecting, um, you know, your mental health. I think sometimes people are aware of the fact that they have trauma, but instead of actually working through their trauma, they use band-aid fixes like what you just said, like relying mm. on other people to fix your shit for you. Yeah. As opposed to fixing it yourself. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. Sometimes people who ignore ignore self-care are also the type of people that, you know, rely on people 
who will give up everything to help them. Yeah, because they just don't have the strength or energy or the bravery to take care of themselves. Yeah, I, I, I think also as well, probably a little bit of maybe entitlement because I've seen like some, some of my friends' relationships I've seen, you know, I've seen, you know, their partners take full advantage of them because they are that caring sort of, sort of person. And so yeah. they take full yeah. advantage advantage of them. I um, guess it goes like in a, in a, in a double-sided coin, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's such a bad situation for both people because there's one person who believes that because they've been through stuff that they deserve to have someone in their life fix it for them. And then there's a person who's doing the fixing but doesn't believe that they should be taken care of themselves. Mm. And um, like things that, you know, we can do for self-care. So say, for example, you know, constantly putting other people first before yourself is set boundaries. It's okay yes. to set boundaries. Oh, I love boundaries so much. Um, I would get into it further, but we've already discussed that we're going to do that for another, another podcast. So um, yes. we'll talk about that further in probably a couple of weeks time. Um, yeah. The other thing too is like not weaponizing food. So don't make yourself mm-hmm. guilty for eating something and don't yeah. use food to hurt yourself. So yeah. one of talking about Jamil, uh, Jamila Jamil, uh, yes. she has a podcast called I Away and Demi Lovato was on there and she mm. is someone who has dealt with eating disorders and mm. she has learned from a therapist to just eat whatever you want because you just feel like it mm. um, with no shame, no nothing. Like if you want to eat fucking Twinkies all day or if you want to eat Oreo cookies all day, fucking mm-hmm. do it. And what she found yeah. that she was doing that. And then she's just like, I don't feel like these things anymore. Yeah. Because one, yeah. I just feel so sluggish. And two, I'm just so over this. Like this is like so yeah. shit because Absolutely. I think, I think that another reason why sometimes we binge on junk food, it's like, we have to eat healthy all the time. Like we have to be this all the time. Yes. We don't, yes. we're not allowed to eat junk food. Like, no junk food like it's to, those, we make it a taboo yeah like those fucking diets where you're just eating fucking boiled chicken and steamed veg fucking kill me i'll never ever and fucking rice. do that and then chicken everyone and yeah and like you see it like with people from the biggest loser who have lost all this weight because they practically starve themselves or eat those diets and what happens Unhealthy. they gain all their fucking weight back because mm-hmm. they binge binge eat all those stuff because they're pretty much being told you can only be skinny or this or healthy if you eat this all the fucking time yeah it's unrealistic yeah and that's what i mean by weaponizing a food see now i've got the better explanation is that you know it's like the shame of eating those foods like don't feel shame just eat it because you want it fucking who cares yeah Um, Um, on that note there's this girl that i follow on instagram named lucy mountain and she does a lot of like fitness um programs but she constantly uh, fights the villainizing of food. And one of the things that she also talks about is, yeah, um, a carb is a carb. Uh, if you want to eat pasta, eat it because it's fuel for your body. It's bread, it's potatoes. Who gives a shit? If, you're, if you want to eat this chocolate, eat it. Your body's calling for it for a reason. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't make yourself feel bad because then you end up binging. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. When you start doing those things, guess what? You kill your craving and then you might you might have quite a few of them and then you're like, okay, well that's me done. I don't really feel like this for like the longest bloody time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, like other things of like self cares, you know, do face masks or start 
for morning with meditation, which I can never fucking do. That's just not yeah, me. Yeah, meditation bores me. Yeah, but some people it works for. Um, but even yeah, like definitely. having a good night's sleep and probably the number one thing is just being patient with yourself. Yep, and forgiving yourself along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, what a perfect segue into discussing, like, what is going to be your self-care thing this week, Yazzy? <laughs> um, well, look... I have had a rough one and I mm. have not been really, um, yeah, nice to myself in terms of like, I've got a lot on and I'm still adjusting to having a lot on in my life. Um, so my self-care activity is going to be being nicer to myself and to stop procrastinating because <laughs> it's not helpful. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> because it's self-sabotaging. Mm. Um, yeah, and just setting realistic expectations for myself. A face mask wouldn't hurt either, just saying. Mm. <laughs> what about you? I would like, well, I've been working on some projects to get my YouTube channel started again. Yeah. So I've been working on that. So I would like to hopefully get at least one of the videos completely edited and done. I don't mm-hmm. plan on to probably posting anything until at least, I don't know, October, maybe late September yeah. or something like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've, I've have a few pieces there that I can actually sort of, that I've got ready to do videos on. It's just like, obviously I've been procrastinating because, you know, self-sabotaging too. So pretty much like I want to work towards my goal of like actually getting one of those videos completed Mm -hmm. and edited and just ready to go whenever I launch all my stuff again. So yeah. Perfect. Sounds sounds like a good plan to me. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you reckon? I, th- I think that was a very good discussion and I think so. And I learned a lot. Mm. Just saying. And I learned a lot like, and, and, and you know what, it also helped me confront a lot of the stuff that I've been doing as well and made me think like, okay, yeah. I, there's some things that I still, still need to change because, you know, mental health, it's an ongoing journey. Yeah. Um, and yes. Yeah, so thank you so much for watching guys. Uh, if you've resonated this. Yep. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh my God. Uh, thanks for podcast. listening <laughs> to our podcast. Um, if you want to email us or contact with us um, about things that resonated with you with this podcast, you can contact us by emailing us at the soz not soz pod at gmail.com. That's S-O-Z-N-O-T-S-O-Z-P-O-D. And that's the same spelling for our Instagram. Yeah, so those are the places that you can contact us. So thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.